Welcome to the Colorful Clipboard, where we discuss the building blocks of making dough in childcare. I'm Kate. And I'm Carrie. Welcome back to Colorful Clipboard. Carrie and I are so excited to have you here. And we have some interesting things to talk about. And we both have some lovely stories to share. So today's topic is what do you do when you hired somebody for a specific thing? And then they get in there and they're like, um, so is this mandatory? Do I need to come to the pre-service training? Is that like a required thing? Uh, <laughs> or I, I know this is a staff meeting and it says all staff. Do I have to come to the all staff meeting? <laughs> or it says on my, on the schedule that you, you texted me that I'm supposed to be there at seven 30, but I can't get up that early in the morning. So I'm just going to be in at like 8.15. Is that going to, uh, just to let you know. Yeah, as, as long as I can have Fridays off. <laughs> so as normal, right? So a lot of our podcasts do come from personal experience and sometimes really recent personal experience. And I did have a staff person this week who her offer letter uh, three weeks ago included her to be available from Monday through Friday from nine to four. So she's part-time and it wasn't really a set schedule, um, but that was in the offer letter. And here we are three weeks into training and at a staff meeting, <laughs> she brings up wanting to know if her hours are at all flexible. And so um, I said, well, send me an email, tell me what you're looking for. And uh, one of the other administrators in my organization decided to call her and Ooh, fun. <laughs> well, and so that's, and that was interesting. So um, we had done a team building activity where as staff, we kind of talked about, are we an emailer? Are we a texter? Are we a phone caller? And so this staff person who I was trying to communicate was clear they were a texter. And I went, okay. So I texted them and didn't get a response. Well, this prompted my coworker, who is a phone caller, <laughs> to call. And um, basically, it was exactly kind of what I suspected was because of her age, she was young, she wanted to be able to go out certain evenings or come in late at least one day a week or have Fridays off. <laughs> And here we are three weeks into training and all of you understand what goes into hiring, interviewing, or well, okay, writing the job description, going through the resume, hiring a person, uh, background checks, onboarding, right? So we've done all of the paperwork. We've done all the stuff. <laughs> so, and she did not ask the pertinent questions early enough. And the question is, was that an interviewing problem or was that a her problem? Because did you guys ask the question about, did she have specific scheduling needs? So we did. And so we were also very clear in interviews, in second interview, and in her offer letter that it would be 20 to 25 hours a week, nine to between nine and four Monday through Friday. Now, some days we actually could use her early. Um, and so she's okay with that. It was just interesting that she wanted the day off. She wanted one day off. So she really only wanted to work a four day work week. And so when I came back and asked her about that, I did a follow-up phone call and asked 
if she's still expected to have 20 hours a week, only working four days, because that's kind of a different, you know, if you're still thinking you're going to get 20 to 25 hours a week and you're only working four days where the original contract was for five days. <laughs> so it'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but it is something to kind of keep in mind. So um, Carrie well, and I, there is a trend. Uh, there's a, there's a new, there's a book out that was something like Thursday is the new Friday or something. And one of the S Scandinavian countries went to a four day work week on a limited basis to sort of do research. And they were like, wait, people are getting more done in the four day work week than in the five day work week. And so this is a thing that I think directors and owners need to know is in the zeitgeist. Like people are talking about, we should have four day work weeks instead of five day work weeks. And you need to know that um, because you may not be listening to podcasts other than this one, but I bet some of your staff are, and they're also probably um, doing various social media. And this is all over TikTok. This is all over TikTok, which is my personal rabbit hole at the moment. Um, it's on the other social medias as well. And I think, I mean, that's a great, great point. I mean, uh, I had a job that I worked uh, four and a half days. So I had Friday after I had Fridays where we didn't have meetings and we only worked until noon. So basically it was designed to be your paperwork kind of catch up day um, and where I am now. Uh, during the summer, they don't work Fridays. So um... yeah, and I think it's just something to think about. And I always was a big fan of the four day schedule. It's one of my favorite things that you have. What is it you need four staff or five staff to do the four day schedule where I think it's you have to have five staff to do the four day schedule. Um, where everybody works four, nine or 10 hour days and everybody gets one day off a week. And I love that schedule. And I've had several directors be like, well, we tried it and the older staff didn't like it. And I'm like, well, I wasn't suggesting that you did it for your entire 25 members of your staff. I was saying, get a group of five people that can be cross-trained and do this with them. You don't have to do all 25 members of your staff. Just pick five of them. And yes, there will be people who hate that schedule, just like there's people who hate having two and a half hours break in the middle of the day. But other people are going to love that and eat that up with a spoon because they get a little bit of time without their children. <laughs> <laughs> either the ones they're paid to mind or the ones that they birthed or, you know, helped to create. Um, so, you know, some people love the two and a half hour lunch break and some people think that that's ridiculous and they want a 30 minute lunch break. No schedule is going to work for everyone. And I think one of the things that the great resignation is causing bosses to have to deal with is that no schedule is going to work for everyone. And that you've got to be able to plug and play, put different things in that are going to work for different employees instead of being like, no, 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 all of my lead teachers need to arrive at eight and leave at five. Well, the other thing to think about that, Carrie, that I think is really interesting is it also comes back to hiring your workforce. And we've done this, that topic several times in a podcast. And, and we know, cause we just did one a couple of weeks ago about how hard it is to hire right now. Well, yep. if, if this is a marketing tool, when it comes to doing your hiring, because if you 
are willing to be flexible. Yes, it's not easy. Yes, it's much easier if everybody has a set schedule, but you have to decide which is more important, easy or turnover. <laughs> because, yeah, because I mean, the statistics on how much every staff turnover costs you is mind blowing. And I don't know how they do that math, but it's like $5,000 every time you have a staff turnover. And I'm like, wow, TWC, I didn't think it cost $5,000 every time there's staff turnover. But if TWC says it costs $5,000, I'm going to believe them because they're the Texas Workforce Commission. (laughs) Like they're in charge of paying attention to what's happening in the workforce in Texas. Well, let's think that through because even just you going through resumes and doing interviews, um, whether you're hiring for one position or five, it's part of it's the same amount of time. And then if you have a coworker who does it with you or a team member, right, you got their money, then you got the three to four weeks of onboarding and training. I don't think that number is actually out of line at all, because I'm thinking from where I'm standing right now, that's low. (laughs) And it's also that you're much more likely to lose other members of your employment team. So other people on your classroom team, when they have a friend or a colleague who quits and seems perfectly happy with their new situation or is fired, but in today's industry, mostly quitting. Um, And so they're much more likely to have a second person resign if you have one. And then you also have the issue of some parents who were like, no, I was here for Janice. And if Janice isn't here, I'm leaving. So I, you know, 5,000 just seems like a lot, but maybe they're right. Well, I mean, as we just talked about it, I mean, even training a staff person for three weeks, that's at least two people involved, right? It's not just the the new person you brought on, right? You're taking a classroom teacher or yourself or some well, kind but of- But it's not all day, every day that you're doing the onboarding with them after the first day. It's part of the day every day. But yeah, I think we need to think about, <laughs> is it worth $5,000 to be flexible with the staff hours? <laughs> Kate's not 100% sure about this. I'm being flexible. That's what that is. So oh, okay. um, I don't, I don't flexible very well. <laughs> so, um, um, yeah, no, I actually really do think, um, so I, you know, one of my favorite games is Tetris and Jenga. So these are my favorite games. And so that's to me how a puzzle is because the other thing I really like to do as a manager is I really like to make sure that I'm paying attention to the cost of a classroom, you know, when do I need people? When do I not need people? When do people come in? When do people leave? And to me, the flexibility of having staff who are already wanting to be flexible is great. Like that nine to four staff person. I mean, the reason we hired that was because we knew that there are usually two or three days a week, but it's not always the same. Now, granted, I can't just caller and say, oh, well, people showed up today at eight. So I need you to come in at nine. (laughs) You know, I can't really do that, but it does give me the ability to have her come in at nine or at 10, depending on other people's schedules. So, right. So somebody has got a doctor's appointment, so they're now not going to be in until 1030 and it was an emergency, right. Or, you know, I knew on Friday that Tuesday they were going to go get a tooth pulled, you know, that kind of thing. So, that was the reason behind having this flexible schedule. But the idea was <laughs> it was flexible for me, not necessarily flexible for her. So, yeah. um, you know, so you definitely have to think about how job descriptions are written. 
uh, think about offer letters. And again, if you have a young employee, because I'm not sure she's ever had an offer letter before. Like, I think we were her first job job. Well, but a lot of child care centers and after school programs don't do offer letters. They do, you know, they text them the offer or they call them and go, okay, you made it through. Can you start on Tuesday? <laughs> so I think the offer letter is, is a step above what most centers are doing. Not that I think that that's the best practice that you're not doing offer letters, but I think it is possible. But I think if we do the offer letters, it increases the sense that this is a profession, not a job. But it does come back to understanding the ages and asking people um, somehow in their interview, you know, you're going to find out the different type of places they've worked and how they've worked. And, you know, she had had some internships. And so I knew that going in, which is why I had a pretty good idea based on her age and background. Um, and even during the interview, because of what she was talking about as far as her goals, I, I wasn't surprised that she wanted a more flexible schedule. Um, and especially post COVID, right? Like everybody, like right now, nobody's living, you know, extravagant lifestyles because you just never know. And so we have a whole population of college grads who have limited of any debt because they probably haven't bought their new cars. They probably or, or college cars. students, you or know, not just college grads, college students or people of that age, um, <laughs> you know, people who are in their late teens, their early 20s, which in general are our starter staff. They don't yep. have to be our starter staff. We can start with older people. There's no requirement. That's just generally what it tends to be. Um, that's what it was for me. Um, I was 16 when I first started working in the industry. Um, so I think we haven't really given our, our directors marching orders or resources other than saying, stop saying that they have to work nine to four every day. That's not going to work. Um, do you have any resources for them if they have a staff person who's like, is this mandatory meeting something I need to go to? <laughs> um, or if they're like, can I, I really need to have Tuesdays off because that's when I have my massage therapy appointment and I'm going to be really sore afterwards. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about that. <laughs> Carrie's funny little examples. So, um, so I would say, um, you know, my first two cents is if you are a director who has somebody who you've hired for a set position and during the onboarding time period, they've asked you questions such as, do I have to go to this meeting and can I have Friday off or Tuesday off? Um, I think that the very first thing you need to do is go back and ask them if they had any questions during the interview process. Um, to me, um, I would probably almost avoid, um, I'd have to really think hard about how I answered the meeting question uh, <laughs> because I would have to like really think through not being um, incredibly sarcastic. Um, but I would, um, on the other issue, I would ask questions related to the interview, um, I would ask, uh, again, trying to find out what the goal of the day off is. Um, maybe it's one of those that maybe they realize they're not a morning person, or maybe they don't like kids in the morning, but they like kids after a couple of cups of coffee. And so, um, again, try to try to get some real honest answers from them without, um, and this is the hard part. So if you are older than they are, um, you have to make sure that you're not coming across as their parent or big sister or, 
I mean, you are their boss, but in this case, you're trying to find out the amp. You want to be able to come up with a solution that works for everybody, maybe. And again, remember what you told them when you hired them. So if you told them that you need them at a certain time for a certain amount of hours, you might even ask them, okay, so this is what I needed. This is why I hired you. How do you think I can still meet my staffing goals? And it could be that you brought them on full-time because to you, you wanted to be able to offer them a full-time opportunity. And you might find out that they really don't need to work full-time. And so really what they're trying to tell you is that they'd really only like to work six hours a day, even though you hired them for 40 hours a week. Well, you know, that might be really great for you because you might really find out that in reality, you really only need them 30 hours a week, right? And so you may have just saved yourself a ton of money. Um, but that's where having those conversations is really important. Don't make the assumption. Please don't make the assumption when somebody comes into your program who is under the age of 25 that you know everything there is to know about what it's going to be like to manage them. Um, you know, yeah. I've got I've got a variety of staff age. Um, they are all under 30. But I've got a couple that are just within a couple of years of each other, and they're like worlds different. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, COVID has changed a lot, and we don't like to think that, but it has because everybody was like, oh, one job is not going to cut it. I need to have, you know, I, I have millennial kids, you have millennial kids. We don't have any Gen Z kids, but well, I guess Marie might be Gen Z. I think technically, um, yes. Um, but you know, I had was Gen Z, huh? The employee I had was a Gen Z. Yeah. Um, so, you know, their thought process is you don't have one job because if you have one job and that job goes into lockdown, you don't have any income. Or if that job disappears, you don't have any income. So it's not just about COVID lockdown. They realized that, oh my gosh, the Tex-Mex place down the road just shut down. Like it's just gone. Um, and it hadn't really, you know, we had this thought that when a business was there, it was going to be there. I think you and I, as you know, entrepreneurs and children of entrepreneurs knew that businesses disappear all the time, but it hadn't happened at a scale that other people really noticed it until the past two years. Yep. Um, and, and some of us grew up this way. I mean, I will tell you um, part of the reason I am an entrepreneur is because I liked having that flexible schedule. Um, I never uh, or not very often did I have uh, businesses that confined me to a specific time. Um, I think the only time really was probably when I was a registered family home. <laughs> um, it is part of the reason why I really like training and I really like uh, coaching and working with small businesses. Is, and even when I had jobs where I had to be in the office, um, no two days ever looked the same. And so there'd be mornings where I'd have a morning meeting at seven. And so if I had a morning meeting at seven, that meant I was done at three. So, you know, I had that flexibility. And so it's not that these people are flaky. It just means that we have to, as directors and owners, get out of our box and we have to realize that we've got some really awesome opportunities to get some great staff who may only want to work until noon every day or don't want to come in before noon every day. And is that really that big? Or they want to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. So then you have to find a Monday, Friday. And yes, that can be annoying that you have to find a Monday, Friday person. But there are Monday, Friday people out there. 
Um, Starbucks has been finding them for a decade. So if Starbucks can find them, you can find them. Um, you just have to be a little bit more flexible or come back to that <laughs> word again. All right. Well, hopefully we gave you guys at least something to think about. Um, I'm sure you're probably going to have questions. I'm sure there's the first time you, you go to do a schedule with a flexible schedule, you're going to be screaming at both of us. Uh, so instead of screaming, shoot us an email at hello at colorfulclipboard.com and let us help you talk through how can you be flexible with your staff? How can this look like a benefit? In other words, again, making it that selling point, um, especially if you're having a problem with uh, getting enough staff in, uh, and you're in a smaller town, uh, do something different. Think outside the box and, and maybe your hours is where that gets to be. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Colorful Clipboards. Connect with us on social media at Colorful Clipboard or send us an email to hello at Colorful Clipboards. Send us your voicemail with your own questions and stories. If you want to keep learning with us, visit Texas Director, where we continue to have seminars, licensing, programs, and more. This show has been made by me, Carrie Casey, and Kate Young with assistance from Hallie Casey and Marie Young. If you learned something today, share the show.